This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning. Welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the business at hand is the business of having a good financial partner. We know that a lot of businesses... It, particularly in today's competitive environment, are, are really at a distinct disadvantage, uh, particularly if they want to be in a growth mode, if they don't have a, a good financial business partner in, in the form of a, of a good bank. Without a good bank, in many cases, it's an uphill battle. And conversely, with the right bank, uh, it can make all the difference in the world on whether a business actually succeeds and, and how fast that business succeeds. So I'm pleased to have as my guest to talk about what it takes to cultivate a good banking relationship and what a good bank can offer to a small, medium, or large business. We have Philip Welch, a Vice President for Commercial Banking at Iberia Bank. Welcome to the program, Philip. Thank you, Ron. Pleased to be here. Thank you. Uh, Philip, Let's let's start off with a little bit of a discussion of Iberia Bank. Uh, most people know that we're broadcasting from the Metro Atlanta region here at Sandy Springs, uh, headquarters for America's Web Radio, and I like to use this program to draw upon businesses in this area that are a nice slice of business Americana. And Iberia Bank is relatively new to the metro region. There was a recent uh, acquisition. I'll let you talk a little bit about that. And and consequently, not a lot of local listeners, but many regional listeners and even some national listeners may be familiar with Iberia Bank. Uh, Let's start off there and have you give us just a little bit of a background on Iberia Bank. Thank you, Ron. Um, Iberia Bank um, is based out of Louisiana, the Cajun, Cajun country, they call it, of course. And um, they've been around for over 100 years, believe it or not. They're in the states of Louisiana, Texas, Florida, and some other southern states. And they've moved their way up towards uh, Georgia through a recent merger, uh, better known as Georgia Commerce Bank. I think a lot of people here in the metro Atlanta area have probably heard of Georgia Commerce Bank. and. Iberia has just merged with them uh, this May and have come into the Georgia market. Uh, in some sense, you're a, a, a southern regional bank, and as you mentioned, uh, I think I picked up from your website that you're in Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, which makes you a very southern uh, regional uh, a bank uh, with reach beyond the south, but uh, more than just the origins, which again from your website, I gather the bank goes back to 1887, and then with the recent merger with Georgia Commerce Bank, you you took over uh, nine locations, uh, primarily in the Metro Atlanta region. Is that right? Right. Correct. Correct. Now let's go back to my my introduction, Philip. I I, I stated that. Because of the highly competitive business environment in general, a lot of businesses, but particularly startups, as well as existing small, medium, and even large companies, without the right 
banking partner, uh, I see them as at a disadvantage, uh, and conversely, as I as I mentioned in that intro, the right banking relationship can help a business not only uh, to survive, but to thrive and to grow. And uh, we'll be talking about some of that. But do you, you agree with that basic statement? A- absolutely. Yes, I do. Um, let, we're going to drill down here for a moment and talk about exactly what that what that means. And uh, I mentioned startup. Uh, do you agree that it's also true that a, a startup business in particular, and most people, of course, know that if you start a business, you need to have a bank, uh, you need to have a, a checking account, and you need to have a way of, of processing any incoming revenue. But but how does uh, Iberia Bank go about helping or, or at least let's talk about some of the ways that that uh, the bank, and for that matter, even as we're talking about Iberia, we can talk about you know the value of of a good bank in general. Uh, how does a, a a good bank that's the right fit help a, a startup business? Well, your your smaller smaller businesses like a startup or a small company uh, doesn't get a lot of support, you know from from a lot of different areas they need capital and it's hard for a smaller company to get capital you know a lot of you know all the every company you know even from apple started out at their house and they had find means and ways to get capital or money and it's hard for a small company to do that and a lot of a lot of times and most times you know you get investors and or you use your own money your credit cards just to get started up to have some capital and the way that a smaller bank can be helpful is find means of borrowing against certain assets, collateral that uh, you had no idea that you could use to borrow against in order to use money instead of you in high, using high credit card interest payments or whatnot. So uh, capital is a, is a big issue for a small company, and we have a way of uh, helping these smaller companies out. We do larger companies too, but it's the small business is what makes the economy go. You know, 51, 55% of the economy is small business, and that's where our target market is. A lot of uh, small businesses, as they're growing, some of those growth pains involve literally needing more space to grow, adding more people to grow, and the ability to pay for that additional space or to pay those additional salaries is not always possible from a business's cash flow. So that's where a, a business loan can, can come in to help a business reach that, that next stage, sort of take that next step. Are those two very typical uh, areas where a business um, can um, take advantage of uh, of a bank loan is is uh, another prime example for a business that that is very product oriented and has to pay for manufacturing of a product or the acquisition of a product because they're distributing the product. That might be another example. But but what are some of the things that you see? What are the, some of the the expenses that a a small to, to medium sized business uh, needs help with? I guess you're kind of talking maybe a line of credit, having just that line out there to kind of help 
facilitate the purchase of supplies, materials for short term, and then pay it back because they have the cash flow, but they don't want to tie up their cash, so they have a means of getting um, items purchased through a line of credit. And when you were talking about increasing space, of course, now, you know, interest rates are so low, sometimes it's better or even possible for a commercial small business uh, to buy a piece of property to house their business instead of renting because the interest rates are so low and, of course, the tax write-offs and, and so forth and building equity into their business. So sometimes, you know, with, like I said, with apartments, I mean, with uh, rent being so high compared to interest rates, it might be better for a company to buy. Um, you know, I had experience with that in the past, which we'll get into, kind of the same situation. So, And then credit cards or purchase cards, um, just the means to have capital without putting up their own personal capital up to, to buy. And, and so many small businesses and startups um, are, are um, funded with personal credit cards. I mean, we hear about it all the time. But at some point in time, you're going to reach your credit limits and you're going to need a larger line of credit. And particularly if it comes to purchasing a property and that would be a, a prime example of, of requiring a considerable amount of of money. Uh, so I would think that that's a prime example of, of where a, a good commercial loan can can really make all the difference in a world. It's as if the same principles hold true for a business that they do for an individual that's paying rent and ready to make the transition to buying a home. When you're ready to buy a building um, that's going to take you to that next step, to where you're uh, you're building your own business assets, as opposed to paying rent or or leasing, uh, that's got to be a huge uh, step in the direction of, of of succeeding as a business and becoming more stable. If you have the right loan, if you have the right banking relationship, do you find that you'll sit down with the business oftentimes and and, and discuss uh, the strategy for that? Do you do you, do you get involved? Does the bank get involved in in helping a business evaluate what what a smart uh, uh, commercial structure um, you know might be wise versus? Uh, trying to uh, go too far too fast? Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I can kind of use an example. I didn't want to jump in this too early, but, you know, I had my own business at one time, and it was actually I did my business through Georgia Commerce. Um, I had no idea. You know, when you think about buying a piece of property, you think of some big conglomeration, have to have all this, you know, just you think of the big companies that have to buy a piece of property. And I found out that I could do it. I was shocked. Um, and I shouldn't have been shocked because the business was doing well. I was small, but I had assets. I had income. I had you know lines of credit. And sure enough, so I bought a property, and it was much less than, than paying rent. And plus, you're building equity towards your own business to help you in the future to get more uh, loans or credit and establish a re- relationship with the bank, which is why I'm working for Iberia because the experience that I had with Georgia Commerce, you know, back 10 years ago. Uh, and they, you know, they, they, 
I had somebody I could talk to. There was a loan officer. There was the, the owner at that time uh, of the bank talked to me. He met every single customer, and we and he still does. He is still with the company after the merge, both guys that started the company here locally, and they are still heavily involved with Iberia and believe in customer service and, and knowing their customers. In fact, uh, and we can get into it more during the course of the program, but I think one of the strengths of a bank like Iberia Bank is that it's large enough to have resources to provide services, to provide loans, to provide cash for a business to grow, for a small, medium, or large business to grow uh, without, if you will, some of the, I guess, layers of impersonal banking, uh, maybe even red tape that you might have the, the, the cookie-cutter approach to offering a loan that you might have with a, a, a mega bank, and, and which is not to say that there isn't a role for large banks, but I would think that working with a bank like Iberia, you get a, a combination of services, uh, a stable bank, because it's a, it's, a, it's a regional bank, it's not just a local bank, and, uh, and, and, and personable uh, service. We're, we're going to be taking a break, but when we come back, we'll be talking more about what a smaller regional bank versus a, a mega bank uh, might have to, to offer to a small, medium, or large business. But I also want you to give us some examples of what some uh, of the growth challenges are and how a bank can help a uh, existing small, medium, or even a somewhat large business. We're here with Philip Welch. He's a vice president in the commercial banking group at Iberia Bank. We'll be back right after this break. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, 
the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Philip Welch, a vice president in the commercial banking group at Iberia Bank. And we've been talking about the bank itself and, and what a, a strong regional bank has to offer versus uh, one of the mega banks or, or a small local bank. You know, it's uh, the advantages of both. And, you know, I hope that we don't sound like an infomercial, but, you know, I as a host try to screen the businesses that we profile uh, as being strong examples in their particular market niche. And with Iberia Bank, um, you're, you're getting a bank that's been around for more than 100 years. I was really uh, a little bit surprised to hear they went back to 1887 and that after uh, merging with uh, Georgia Commerce Bank and having a, a presence here in the metro Atlanta area, uh, what seemingly is is a new bank to a lot of folks in this area, except for the Georgia Commerce customers, the existing customers, is really a bank that's uh, seasoned, savvy, been around the block for more than 100 years, is of the size that it has resources, and at the same time, not too big to be impersonal. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've known you for a few years, and I know that your style of doing business is one of being very personable and, and really trying to help other business people to succeed. I mean, that's really what you want from your bank is a bank that is helping you achieve your goals. And so before the the break and the last segment, we were talking about how uh, a line of credit or a business loan can can help a a company to grow. What are some of the other examples? What, what, What kinds of things are you encountering out there that are real, uh, barriers to growth that having a uh, a line of credit or simply uh, and and you know we'll, we'll be getting into uh, the way that the bank can help a company with everything from credit cards and Apple Pay debit cards uh, you know in, in maintaining good cash flow and uh, both inflow and outflow and you know overall cap uh, cash optimization. We'll talk about some of those things very specifically, but what um, what kinds of problems or challenges are small to medium-sized businesses facing out there um, that a bank like Iberia is able to help them with? What are you seeing out there? Well, the, large, the biggest challenge uh, for a small business is capital. You know, they, they need cash, they need and that's where a lot of credit or credit cards or uh, borrowing against some type of asset that they didn't think of that they could do or, or and being there for them. You know, you, know, you and I were talking offline earlier uh, yesterday about there, there's a place for all banks. You know, large banks and small there, there's a place for large banks and small banks. They, they coexist and they need to. And not that we're small or we're kind of medium, but we are small in community. We're still a community type atmosphere. And we're for that that smaller, medium-sized company that needs that has challenges with capital, um, and and they want to have somebody they can talk to and trust. And you know, you, you can come into any of our branches or call, and you will have somebody to talk to. Like I'm the, you know, you you call me, I'm there. You need to talk to Philip Welch. I'm your business banker. I'm your 
I'm the bank within a bank. I, my clients are my clients. I take care of them. I have to take care of them. That, that's what my job is. We're, we're not too big to fail. We're a business within a business. What, you know, to go back to my original question about the, the kinds of challenges uh, that you're seeing out there beyond, you know, we identified that a company can uh, uh, use a line of credit, uh, borrow money to buy a, a new structure uh, rather than lease space. I know that when I had uh, my advertising agency, for example, and that's exactly a, a, a good example, a lot of agencies outgrow the space that they're in and, and will lease a larger space and eventually realize, wow, hey, I I should maybe find a small structure, maybe a freestanding structure to to have the, uh, the agency uh, uh, operate out of. Uh, but there were some other things that I had not anticipated that were significant expenses, certainly rent, or a commercial uh, mortgage uh, would be um, major expenditures. Salaries would be a major um, expenditure. But I found, for example, health care. It was much bigger. Um, I felt like I learned more about health care than I ever wanted to know. And that payment was growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, there were uh, employees whose families um, had major medical expenses and uh, the insurance companies tracking those growing expenses expenses are going to increase your premiums so that payment became many more thousands per month uh, I you know I, I don't recall that um, I, uh, I I got a line of credit specifically to address uh, insurance premiums, but I could have. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. you know what 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 are some of the other things that are out there? Uh, what do we what do we what are you what are you seeing when when people say to you, um, "I need cash to either even out." you know, the ups and downs so that I don't have lean months, you know, so I'm not having problems covering all the all the salaries, for example, um, uh, or or to grow. You know, what, what, what are people using their, their lines of credit for? And also I know that, for example, when you help a company uh, that has employees that have expense accounts, you know, or, or are simply out spending the company's money, you know, so that you have a line of credit that's uh, in the form of employees with, with credit cards, you know, th- that being able to manage that better, that would be another example, I would think. And um, and just managing that function, you know, uh, or having a bank to help you issue credit cards to keep people in the organization and then keeping track of, of that those expenses, you know, are there other examples like that? Oh yeah, that? we that's a that's a great product we have actually. In the purchase cards, it's like a some of us call it a credit card on steroids. Um, it's kind of like you have you give a 
three or four credit cards out to your main employees, um, whether it be president, whether it be purchasing uh, assistant or whatnot. And uh, that account, it's a, they have different cards, but it's tracked through one main account. And at the end of the year, it shows where those purchases and where those items were, were bought or, or whatnot. And then you have a good accounting when you get to the end of the end of the year, you know this is what we spent on gas. How we we spent this on meals and entertainment, and categorizes it so it keeps it, you know, for accounting purposes because that's where businesses need CPAs and they can hand in this information to their CPA, which is organized. And we all know we've heard, you know, we we all have CPAs or accountants, and you know if, if you're one of those like me, you go in and say, "Gosh, Philip, thank you for bringing this stuff in. So neat." You know, I get people with shoe boxes with receipts, you know, and a lot of these businesses do that. They don't know what to do. They don't have an accounting structure because they're small. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, you got to start separating your personal account and your business account. And, you know, that happens a lot with new startups and small business. They're, they're intertwining their monies. So when it comes to time to accounting, it, it can become a nightmare. So not only are banks – I mean, a threshold, I think, to CPAs and banks work really well together because to keep the clients in order because ultimately the business owner is trying to do business. They don't really have a lot of time or don't want to spend a lot of time on their finances. They should. They should watch it on a daily or monthly or quarterly basis, but they're out there trying to grow their business, and to have a bank and a CPA is so important in business to keep you in line with all of your expenses and and day-to-day functions. And I, I'm glad you mentioned CPA because, uh, you know, I neglected to add or to at least make a reference to uh, a good accounting firm as sort of that other uh, financial partner, uh, more specifically accounting partner, but because accounting is related to finance, it's it's the, uh, the, the two sources that can help you uh, in the case of the bank, um, with loans and with cash inflow and outflow, but tracking that, uh, which the the bank can help with, is done in conjunction with a with an accounting firm, and and the combination of the two um, can make all the difference in the world. I the other area that I remember as a uh, business going from, you know, two to four to six uh, employees to ten to twelve. Uh, I had to learn more about accounting than I ever really wanted to know. Um, but eventually, with the right accountants, um, uh, I didn't have to immerse myself. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I may have been guilty at some point in time. I don't think I literally showed up with a shoebox, but there were a lot of uh, receipts. And had I had more key people with, uh, you know, credit cards where those payments were consolidated in reports that could show where money was being spent uh, would have made it easier uh, on the accountants and consequently on me to, to track um, those expenses by uh, key employees uh, spending money. Um, and saved you money. Yeah. Because yeah, the accountant's going to spend all this time. That's right. You know, the extra time you need you need to have somewhat a neat organized fashion to him because now you can you know y'all it's a it's a partnership you know you just need to work work together and keep your expenses down as a small company you need to do as much as you can that's right I mean it, it, I, I think if you start off that way it's a 
uh, a really good uh, you know foundation uh, where you're better able to track expenses from day one uh, than you might otherwise. Uh, things don't uh, get out of control, and then you're in an awkward position of having to piece this puzzle together about you know where some of those expenses went. Uh, we're going to be taking another break, but when we come back, I, I, I'm curious to know how you and the bank uh, draw the line. And, and of course, there's um, a wide margin here, but curious to know what you characterize and how you characterize small versus medium versus large uh, company. We're here with Philip Welch in the Commercial Banking Group at Iberia Bank. We'll be back with Philip right after this break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And we're here with Philip Welch, the Vice President for Commercial Lending at Iberia Bank. And we've been talking about the ways in which a, a a good bank can make all the difference in a small, medium, or large company succeeding and defining some of the ways that what the bank uh, can do for a customer uh, really make a difference uh, on the ground, so to speak. And just before the break, we were talking about you know tracking expenses having a line of credit with a with a bank, having credit cards for key people in the organization that are spending a business's money and being able to track those expenses and doing it more uh, more effectively uh, to, in many cases, save money. And I was curious, um, one of the questions I, I have is how, you know, different uh, 
industry segments uh, approach uh, the analysis of the larger marketplace in terms of small to medium to large business, how does uh, Iberia go about characterizing a small business as a small business versus a medium-sized business versus a large uh, business? And, uh, I mean, is that significant at all? I, t- I tell you, it, it depends on your client. It's um, it's kind of funny. You, you need to be, and I have to be careful uh, when I say small business, medium business, because you kind of put yourself in the shoes of the business owner. Um, a lot of guys, women, don't like to be called small. You know, they're like, you know, it's, it's their business. So you probably need to, I probably need to stay away from small because it's it's their business. You know, they think they're big, and that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, when you and I had our own companies. I didn't think I was big. I was small, but it was it was nice to say I'm in I'm in business, not just a small little business or whatever. But when it comes to the size, um, no revenue categories. Revenue, like, you know, yeah, one to five million, five revenue, million plus, uh, five uh, to ten million or ten million plus. Under two hundred fifty thousand dollars is probably considered, you know, really small, and, and two fifty, you know. Smaller to medium, and then over a million, probably medium size. You know, it's kind of it just depends on how you you skew the numbers or, or employees. You know, it, it one one man shop can be doing two million dollars. That's, right. that's with with the internet now. You but just for, for purposes, I mean, to your point, you know, that it has a lot to do with the way that a business perceives itself, and 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 doesn't want to view itself uh, um, as small when they think of themselves as as. For, for one thing, ha- being a, a fairly uh, uh, large fish in a small pond, you know, uh, an industry segment where they're, you know, one of the recognized companies, they don't really like to think of themselves as small. So I, I take it that Iberia doesn't place a lot of uh, emphasis on delineating uh, small versus medium. In fact, I, I, I would imagine that that's probably a smart approach these days um, for for doing business and 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 plays to that notion that I referred to earlier as more personable is to not get into this thing about categorizing a company as small, uh, medium, or large. So I'm not going to make any references <laughs> to small, medium, or large uh, <laughs> for the duration of of, of the program. Uh, Let's let's talk about some of the specific services. We we did talk about uh, credit cards. If there was anything that we didn't touch on, you know, we, we we talked about key people in the organization that actually have credit cards from the company, and uh, in, in most cases, uh, many small companies have uh, one or two principals or, or or key people at the top with credit cards. But as you grow, and you have salespeople. And you have other people uh, that are out there uh, incurring expenses. Uh, all of a sudden, you get into like a dozen or 20, 30, 40, 50 uh, credit cards out there. Um, and if there is anything we didn't touch upon, um, you can share with us what some of the advantages are of uh, having uh, credit cards issued through the bank uh, for key employees. Um, but if not, let's talk a little bit about chip card uh, technology oh, yeah. and how that's come into play. Oh, yeah. That would certainly be something uh, that, that's that's come into play only over the last 
few years is, is chip card technology. Right. And, I, and and actually, that chip card technology has, has been in Europe for a while. I don't know if people are aware of that. That's been – and the reason why it hasn't here, and I hate using the term, but it, it's the small business owner, you know, the, the smaller gas stations or, or whatnot – they couldn't afford to change over to these larger, you know, these new machines, and that's why it's kind of been hesitant. Um, but, but for fraud purposes, that's really going to be a, that's a big, a big thing. Obviously, everybody knows that's what's happening. And you know, like, and going back to us, Iberia, on the fraud outlook, it doesn't matter what business you are. Fraud is going to happen. It's it hasn't happened to you yet. It's it's just a matter of time. And for small companies, that's a challenge to have, you know, because the cost involved to prevent fraud. And just a little bit for Iberia, we, we have a great system for that to where, you know, you notify us of what, how much, you know, what checks go through prior hand or, or whatever you want us to have in the system beforehand. We will not let monies go through your system or out if you want it set up that way. And it doesn't, it's. Do, um, uh, all of the credit cards that you currently issue uh, uh, employ the uh, chip card technology? Yeah. Yes, they do. And yeah. so you get like a master charge or a visa that comes through Iberia Bank with uh, the chip technology? Chip. Yeah. It still has both because a lot of you know, the companies haven't changed over, but the ones that have the merchants that have the chip technology will be used. And it, it, it's coming. It's going to happen, and it needs to. Um, like I said, you know, Europe's been doing it for years. Well, in, in fact, uh, I recall um, in uh, the Netherlands uh, a few years back uh, uh, had a, uh, uh, a combination credit card, debit card, chip card function on one card, which were, were, were slightly different. You know, you could have uh, one account related uh, to debits, uh, a credit card feature, you know, with access to even m- more money, but a loadable chip uh, portion uh, on the card, you know, uh, that you you used in some businesses that accepted only uh, the chip card. In fact, mm-hmm. I found it interesting that uh, those Dutch have a way of. Uh, in essence, keeping out the riffraff because I found that there were sections of some cities that did not take coins, did not take a normal American Express credit card, only took a Dutch banking card that had the chip technology. So you couldn't even park in that part of town. It was really interesting. And I would imagine that here in the U.S. uh, we're going to find that... um, Certain businesses are only going to do business with you, uh, not just on the basis of whether you have a credit card or not, or which credit card you have, but whether you have the appropriate uh, chip card technology. Let's hope that doesn't get too heavy-handed. Speaking of methods of payment, uh, Apple Pay has become a a popular way. Um, We're involved with that. Just this morning at the Starbucks, (laughs) um, I noticed that uh, everyone ahead of me in line uh, used their uh, their phone, uh, uh, Apple phones in this case, uh, uh, and and were using Apple Pay. Um, 
Is that becoming uh, increasingly popular? Are you seeing uh, more businesses asking that they uh, set that up? Yeah, that, that's definitely. I mean, I think we all know that's coming. Everybody's jumping, you know, jumping on that wagon. You know, some of the large corporations tried to fight that, as we know. We've seen on you know the news and stuff, and they've decided they're going to have to because that's what people want. It's a trusting, very good encrypted product, and that's that's. Who wants to carry a credit card around? Everybody carries their phone. You know, it's it's it is the wave of the future. I do believe. Trusted encrypted product. That is right. that is the key. Right. That would be the buzz phrase for sure. Um, so when you're using Apple Pay, are you are you totally you're bypassing Master Charge or, or Visa or American Express? Is that right? You're just you're paying through another process altogether. It's just a safer. It's a safe way of doing. It. People don't think so. You know, it's kind of like the old. It's amazing how we change, especially us older guys getting there. We, uh, you know, it's it's more dangerous to actually give your credit card to. And I'm, I'm not putting the the, the restaurant business down at all. I, I was in the restaurant. I'm just saying it's it's probably more dangerous to give your credit card to a server than it is going online now with all this technology. You know, with with the encryption. But um, you know, technology. It's amazing what what's happening, and we're we're all been living it and trying to learn it and trying to learn from the young people, I guess. But uh. <laughs> treasury management, uh, we talked, we hinted at um, a bank being able to help you uh, working in concert with uh, an accounting firm <coughs> or your, your, your internal accounting people, I would imagine in many cases, again, with a, um, a company of a certain size where you have an internal bookkeeper, that bookkeeper becomes the accountant, the primary accountant, can work with the bank and the treasury management function for inflow of cash and outflow of cash and just overall cash optimization. Uh, You'll have that relationship directly with with the company uh, and then in many cases uh, working in concert with the, uh, the accounting firm. Iberia Bank offers offers treasury management services and, and, right. and merchant services, right? And um, also investment services investment. for businesses, yeah. Uh, and and even and wealth management, wealth management, mm-hmm. and you know people associate those with personal banking, and to some extent, um, with some businesses, uh, personal wealth management crosses over into the wealth management, the asset management of, of a company. You know, right. they've become almost inextricably linked. Tell us a, a, a little bit about that. And I would imagine that whereas some businesses kept those very separate with the right bank, having those be a little more integrated is probably a very efficient way of, of doing business. Sure, sure. We, we try to take care of all of our customers. You know, we have private banking as well. And um, we have you know, professionals in the investment and wealth. And we, we have everything that you need at a bank. There's nothing. We aren't missing anything. We're just more personalized and, and really try to work with our customers and, and stay with them along the way. I mean, we it's it's exciting. In my business, because I am a business within my business, you know, they always say all this, guys, it's Philip Welch Bank within Iberia. I'm taking care of business to survive and, and help my clients. We're, we're all one together, 
and without our without them we wouldn't survive we wouldn't be here and that's we have to treat them as though every customer if we lose one customer that's big to us we want our customers to stay well i think that's uh, the advantage of working with a bank that's capable of, of being personable we're here with philip welch uh, in the commercial lending group at Iberia Bank. We'll be back with Philip right after this break. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Philip Welch, a vice president in the commercial lending group at Iberia Bank, and we've been talking about the kinds of things that the right bank uh, can offer to a a business of of any size to help it manage its finances better, to grow, uh, and to avoid some of those growth pains, uh, either with a bank loan or the issuing of credit cards for key people or, you know, an overall line of credit. Uh, Philip, you've had some experience working with with one of those uh, mega banks, and we're not going to name the bank, but I I, I have the impression that, you know, you understand what uh, some of the advantages and disadvantages are of of those big banks um, versus... Uh, a more personal uh, and personable approach um, that a bank like Iberia takes with its uh, customers. And, and I, I really get a sense that you just feel a lot more comfortable with with this more personal approach that um, Iberia takes uh, versus uh, the mega bank that you, you had exposure to uh, both as a 
a business owner, but also a, as an employee uh, in the not too distant uh, past. Past and, uh, and and let's just talk a little bit about it. You you did mention that you thought there was a place for all banks. You know that that having a big mega bank, uh, you know, makes sense that if you're uh, in all fifty states or international, one of those mega banks could make uh, a, a difference in in the way that. Uh, uh, you you do business, but the overwhelming number of businesses, uh, small to medium size, and I said I wouldn't use those characterizations, but the overwhelming number of businesses in general uh, are at most local or regional and not national or international. Um, but l- let's speak to again those advantages of 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 a, of a bank like uh like Iberia that uh i think in essence helps you avoid a lot of uh impersonal red tape if you will yes yes you know i told somebody you know like after i i owned a mortgage company for 10 years and it was it was this most exciting fun time owning a business you know it was just really fun and you know last Four to five years, I've been going back and forth, working for larger companies for some some reason. You know, feeling I guess feeling uh, good or feeling uh, I had support. Like I said, I'm not putting any big banks down. Uh, I'm so much more happy now. I feel like as though I'm self-employed again because, and it's not because of the, uh, you know, it's not like we're there's not a lot of red tape. Um, And and like I said, the, the big banks. You know, if you're an Apple computer or an IBM, the big banks are probably where they need to go because it's a commodity to them. And they kind of have the show and kind of tell the banks what they need. And that's not what we're about. Uh, we're about trying to help the smaller, well, I could use that term, but using the medium-sized businesses who want community-oriented banks, which we are. We do a lot of community services and give to it. I'm actually running in a, a half marathon Sunday. Iberia is kind of putting it on down in that's going to hurt, but we we do things, and I'm unable. I was unable to do these type of you know. We all have lives, and um, I was unable to do. I was unable to do this, um, you know, to even talk about and come out and, and promote a bank or promote the business I'm working for. Proud to be there. I was unable to do that, and it's nice to be able to have that that threshold because the company believes in this type of. I mean, it is kind of a marketing thing that I'm doing, but it's also fun. And and and, and I'm, I'm un, I was unable to do these things and 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 do stuff for the community and it's it's there that's well, what they do. It's like being a part of a family, yeah, uh, as opposed to a, a, a faceless uh, large um, culture. It's a great culture. Major, I mean, it, we uh, we have a great culture and it it's come down from the top from the, the two guys that actually started this company and it's it's kept that way. And Iberia, the people that have come into here are so similar. It's it's, it's amazing how you know. Everybody flocks together. Everybody has the same goals, the same. Uh, it's just a. It, I'm not just saying it. It is one heck of a company to work for. It'll be easier to run that race, uh, representing uh, the family, so to speak, sure. of Iberia Bank versus uh, being uh, one of many thousands of employees of uh, the, of a mega giant uh, bank. What did you uh, study in school? How did you? Uh, come to work uh, in a, a few different areas of uh, corporate finance, 
uh, mortgage loans, commercial loans, and banking. Tell us, uh, tell us what your your path has been. Well, other than the first two years of college, <laughs> didn't really major in anything. But after that, I got serious. Uh, Does anyone really major in anything seriously? I don't. The first couple of years in college, I don't think. So. I, I don't think so either. Um, if they do, that they, gosh, I, I want to know how they did it. Were, was it business? Were you a business? business? Business finance, right? Right. Uh, so, so you you're actually. Uh, I think in that minority of, of college uh, graduates that utilizes um, your undergraduate uh, uh, degree in a, in a related fashion simply because there are still so many psychology, sociology, uh, mass communications majors mm-hmm. not doing anything related uh, to that major. Um, would you offer any advice? I mean, if, if there's somebody out there and they're thinking about a career uh, in banking, just because they see it as a, a stable industry segment uh, or something that they uh, might want to do, any advice to a young student or a young professional? Um, would you advise a, a young student to be a business major with a focus on finance? I, I think it helps. Um, I think also, and I wish I'd taken more classes on psychology. Wish I'd done that more because I, I already have that type of, you know to read people help people and know what they want and really i mean i wish i'd taken more classes like that i've learned a lot in the last few years through many many experiences i think that's a great thing to do and i got an mba later in life uh you know after the the financial disaster i did that during that time and i think that's kind of important to have something to, to back on to have something to to go back on but um entrepreneurship you know now they have entrepreneurship classes and I think that's really whether you go into business for yourself or not those that would just be a, they didn't have that when we were in college and that that's a great thing to have because I've been a business owner and actually before I was a business owner I worked you know I worked in the restaurant business and then I started dealing with the franchisees which may have got me kind of towards this but I work with franchisees hundreds of them large corporate Franchi- food yeah Industry, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. which had restaurants, but uh, yeah. not uh, uh, on the small scale, on the large scale, and it was finance related as well, was it not? And what's interesting with that, you know, I worked on the corporate side of this company, and then I went to the franchise, you know, working with the franchisees, and you, you it, it's kind of like what I'm talking about. That they were, some of them are frustrated with the large corporate ways of doing business, and these guys are trying to do it. In an entrepreneurship way, they were fighting with that, but they did well. But there was, you know, the the sometimes too big doesn't really understand what goes on in the in the real world, I guess you could say. And so I saw that, and being my own business owner and finance, I've kind of had all these experiences, and I know what business owners are going through. And when you go to their shops, you know, whether it's a manufacturing shop, a cabinet shop. Uh, Whatever they're building, or so, it, it, you know, there's not a lot of that in the United States. But when you see some of these places and see the passion and what they're doing, it, it it's exciting. And whether it's a CPA firm or whether it's someone, like I said, building cabinets, you, the you see the American dream, and it, it's and you're there to help them and figure it out and and get them to move on. And you're going to grow with them. And you know, you might be seeing them when they did two hundred fifty thousand. They might be doing ten million at one point. It's just kind of nice to see the growth in a company. And you're a part of it. Well, you you definitely strike me as someone who uh, 
takes pleasure in, in seeing uh, businesses grow and succeed and working with individuals to help them achieve their their goals um, or in, a, as you stated the American dream uh, and you know part of what this show does is, is uh, paint a portrait of you know what businesses are doing to help other businesses or to help themselves succeed um, and offer a, a slice of business Americana to uh, to the rest of the world um, so I've enjoyed talking about the way that Iberia Bank uh, helps its customers and and your role in that I want to thank you for taking the time to come on to the business hour well thank you for having me I've enjoyed it thank you very much You've been listening to America's Web Radio, The Business Hour. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the radio next week. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.